1: How are you doing, South Hills, Costa Mesa? I am so excited to be here with you guys today. Uh, For those of you who are watching online, thank you for taking the time to still make Sunday a priority and to make uh, the gathering of uh, South Hills, Costa Mesa uh, important enough for you to uh, connect online with other South Hills, Costa Mesa members. It is uh, something powerful. No matter where we're at, there's something powerful with coming together, coming together, whether we're coming together in our separate homes, coming together on our phone at the beach, wherever you're at, coming together to worship God together, to lean into God's word together. And so thank you for doing that today. Uh, We're getting ready to dive into this series. And as we get ready to dive into this series, I just want to take a moment. And just pay attention and speak into things that are going on around us. I know for many months now we've been talking about uh, the COVID and we've been talking about quarantine and we've been talking about the logistics of how we can survive in this season. But I want to put that aside for a second because this week we had something very tragic happen in this world. um, In Beirut, uh, specifically Lebanon, and there was a major explosion where many people's lives were lost. And there many people's lives were affected. And there's still so many people that have gone um, unfound. And so I just want to take a moment and uh, lean in on that and just uh, have a moment of prayer and just ask God to intervene and ask God to, um, to be with those that have lost loved ones, um, whether uh, lost them uh, in, here on earth or lost them and still have not found them. Um, and those who have been affected, their homes. And so I just want to take a moment and pray for that. And also let you know that we as a church uh, really care for um, what's going on in this world, not just going on in our city here in Costa Mesa or in our state or in our country, but the people outside of the world, outside of our country as well. Uh, We are a church that um, we focus on our personal growth. We focus on our local community impact, but we also focus on global impact. And uh, so I just want to take a moment to pray for that, but also to let you know that whenever you contribute to Beyond Our Walls, uh, which is the giving that we do above our tithing we as a church take moments like that and contribute and donate towards organizations that are doing something to help the people who have suffered from this explosion. And so I just want to uh, let you know that today, um, as a reminder at the end of the service, when we do our moment of giving, um, if you give towards beyond our walls, we are going to contribute towards what's happening in Lebanon to help, um, to help and partner with some organizations that are helping the people that are in need. So let's just take a moment and, and pray for, for the people who've been, um, uh, who have suffered from this and have been impacted by this. Uh, Father, I just want to take a moment and just want to thank you that we as a church body can stay focused on what is happening in the world and stay focused on people. Uh, God, we know that um, there's times that we can celebrate together we know that there's times that we can uh, experience joy to its fullest. But God, this is a moment where we're experiencing hurt and pain for, uh, for people that are on the other side of the world, God. People that we may not have ever even met, uh, God, but yet we, our heart still hurts for those that are, that are lost loved ones and family members. And uh, because we know what it, is, what it is to have a family, uh, just the thought of losing a family member is completely devastating. So God, I just ask for your power for your grace, for your mercy, for the, for the healing of your spirit, God, to be upon uh, those that have been affected. God, be with them and watch over them and heal their hearts, God. Help them to know that you are real and that you are, um, that you are there and that they are not alone. We say these things in your name. Amen. Well, uh, I just, uh, as we get ready to to speak about what is happening in our series, we've been in this series called This Is Us, and This Is Us has been a series that uh, has been going over the values of who we are as a church, and as Pastor Chris had mentioned, we've had a lot of great communicators speaking in on what the values are of our church, Pastor Chris, uh, Pastor Sam, Pastor Wes, and so I'm honored to be here today to, take, uh, to tap into today's value, but also just want to let you know that these values were were important to us uh, many years ago. This is not something that we just created during this series. Um, If you go to our website, you can see our values. They've been there for many years. But we just thought this was a time where it was important to bring them into uh, a message, into a series. And for those of you who have taken Discover, uh, Discover 1 or Discover 2, you'll notice that we go into depth what those values are in our Discover classes. Um, and if you have not taken Discover, I really encourage you. That is a, a class that we encourage every single South Hills attender, whether you consider yourself a member or not. We consider everyone, um, we, we strongly encourage everyone to take that class because it is truly Life transforming. We spend a couple of hours digging into some really deep curriculum, um, uh, digging deep into the Bible on what it means to be a part of a family of God and what your role is in that and how God has planned you for this time and this generation and how your life is going to make a difference in that. And so, if you have not taken Discover, I strongly encourage you. It's now offered online, so you can actually do it from your home. But we're going over that, uh, this, we're going over that in this series called This Is Us. And uh, one of the things I want to cover today is the value that we're going to touch on is this. We want to be healthy and healthy things grow. And so before I get into what it means to, to be healthy and healthy things grow, uh, we're going to be discussing how... Um, people that are in your life ultimately shape your heart and shape your mind and shape your words. Now, uh, a funny story is this. My, my wife, she can tell who I'm talking to on the phone just by how I interact on the phone. So when I get a phone call, And she doesn't even know, she doesn't need to know who it is. She doesn't need to see the phone number. She doesn't need to see the name. She can just tell who I'm talking to based off of how I interact with this person. For example, I have an older crazy sister. She's absolutely nuts, um, but she's a ton of fun. And they call her Hurricane Sonia because she's just an absolute uh, nut job. And uh, if she's watching today or later, uh, she's going she's gonna to be upset about this. But this is a funny story. All right. So when I, when I get a call from Hurricane Sonia, I get the phone and I look and I'm like, oh, I already start laughing. <laughs> I'm already laughing. I haven't even answered the phone yet. So sure enough, I'll hit the button and I'll put the phone up to my ear. And then I just start laughing. I, she hasn't even said anything. And she just goes into stories and, and starts mocking me and starts giving sarcasm. And I'm, we're laughing and we're sharing stories and we're, going, we're loud and expressive. And so before she even confirms who it is, she can, my, my wife can already say, oh, he's talking to Sonia. Based off of my interaction with her. Or if I get a call from one of my buddies, from, you know, just from uh, my kids' friends or sports, um, and I look at the phone, I immediately go into sports and I go into, can you believe the angels lost again? It's like, when are we going to figure this out? We as and we have something to do with it. We, when are we going to figure this out? I mean, it's not rocket science. You can't win games without pitchers. You can have a lineup of great batters, but if you can't, you know, have pitchers, we're not going to win games. We score six, six runs. They score eight runs. We still lose. And I go into automatic and then she can just tell like, oh he's talking to Ash, or he's talking to Skyver, or he's talking, so she, he, she can tell by my interaction who I'm talking to based off of how I interact. If I get a call from my mom or my dad, I immediately go into Spanish mode. Hi, mom, oh, sí estoy bien. Oh No, no, Se está portando bien. Los niños necesitan, uh, hablar con él. And she knows, she knows, like, okay, he's e- immediately talking to mom or dad based off my interaction. Here's the reality about this. The reality is, you do the same thing. When you're hanging out with your parents, hanging out with your spouse, hanging out with your siblings, hanging out with your, your work friends, hanging out with your sports friends, hanging out with your hiking friends, hanging out with whoever, you form a personality, words, behaviors based off of the person you're interacting with. Why? Because people are contagious. Now, I, I know that's a funny word to say right now during a pandemic where you know, we're, we're, we're afraid of, the, of being, uh, being affected by a virus. Why? Because a virus is contagious. So, yes, a virus is contagious physically. So, we're trying to protect ourselves from that. We wear masks, we keep ourselves distant, um, we stay away from being indoors. Why? Because we're afraid of being infected by a virus, right? That is one type of, of contagious. But the other type of contagious is behaviors. The other type of contagious is when people share their thoughts or their opinions or their views or their interpretation of scripture, that also is contagious. Contagious to our heart, contagious to our mind, contagious to how we think, contagious to what we believe, contagious on what we share, how we share it. And the reality is people affect us in either a positive way or a negative way, people will affect us. And whether we know that, we do need to be aware of that. And we also need to be intentional towards how we allow people to infect us, how we allow people to affect us. And uh, there's a scripture that I want to share with you. And this is uh, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. And it says, and let us take thought of how to spur one another onto love. And let us take thought of how to spur one another onto love. Now here's something that God knew. God knew that people were going to affect and infect one another. That the people that we surround ourselves with, the words, their actions, their behaviors, their their um, their their beliefs, that that was going to affect us some way, shape, or form. So he did everything possible to try to help us to understand this and to try to motivate us to make sure that we are that we are affecting and infecting people in the right direction, and to let us take the. And he says, "Let us take thought of how to spur one another on to love." Now. The value we went over was we want to be healthy and healthy things grow. Here's the reality behind this. If you want to be a healthy person, and I'm not just talking about physically, okay? I know that typically when we we say the word health, the immediate thing that goes into mind is the quarantine thirty that we all put on, maybe 35. Uh, so so we, and I know the health is typically tied to physical, but here's the reality is there's more to health than just the physical aspect of it. There's the emotional health, there's the mental health, there's the uh, spiritual health, there's the financial health. And so we take the word health and we distribute it into all the areas of our life. Yes, physical health is a part of that. Yes, that is important. It is, yes, that is the most visible one. But so is emotional health. That is also very visible in your words, interactions, how you, how you react to uh, worldviews, how you react to a mask, how you react to people wearing one, not wearing one. Uh, I mean, it's crazy. If I accidentally forget my mask and I take nine steps out in public without it, that. Death look, I get. It's like, oh my gosh. It's like the days of when people would yell, leopard, leprosy, leprosy, unclean, unclean. It really does feel that way. And so your emotional reaction also shows your emotional health. All right. So there's there's a there's an intentionality towards health. We want to take an intentionality towards health, because here's what we know here at South Hills: that health does not just happen automatically. If you're 30 plus years old, step on the scale. Look in the mirror. It doesn't happen automatically. If you're 40 plus years old, save yourself the scale, save yourself the mirror. All right, you already know. It doesn't happen automatically. Same thing with emotional health, mental health, same thing with spiritual health, same thing with financial health. It is not an accident to become healthy. We know that. We know that you have to be intentional towards it. You have to be intentional towards physical health. You have to put a diet discipline. you got to put exercise discipline in order to remain a physically healthy life. Same thing with your spiritual journey. Same thing with your emotional journey. There's got to be intentionality towards it. So how, does, how, does, how do you move towards emotional, mental, spiritual health? How? By the things that you put inside of your head and by the things and the people that you put around you. That is what affects your emotional and mental and spiritual health. And so God knew this, God knew this, and he, and what he wanted you to do is to put people in your life that are going to be speaking positive words into your heart, that are going to be encouraging you, that are going to be listening more than just talking, um, that are going to be um, challenging your beliefs and your thoughts. If they sound a little weird, a little, a little off, uh, they're, they're going to ask you, and then that you would react in a way of a con- adult, like, a, hey, let's have a conversation about this, versus getting emotional and screaming and yelling, and how dare you question my belief. And how dare you question us? Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Breathe into your mask. Breathe. Let's just talk. Let's have a conversation. We can be adults and not scream and yell and and, and hurt each other's feelings. Let's have an adult conversation. Let's help one another. Let's help one another understand each other. And that was God's intention. That was God's intention. Anything that's healthy grows right? Anything that's healthy grows. I have three boys. When my twins were two years old, we would feed them nutrients. We'd give them fruit, vegetables. We'd sneak it into their, into their plates. We would give them water more than soda. We wouldn't even touch the sugar stuff, right? They were too young. So it's like, hey, this is soda. It's really water, but we'd call it we'd call it soda. And uh, so we, we'd give them an If they wanted dessert, we'd give them an, an apple. So we were intentional towards giving them help, making sure they got plenty of sleep, making sure they got plenty of exercise. And when they were two years old, we would be intentional towards this. Now they're getting ready to turn 12. Would it be weird if they were still the height that they were when they were two? Absolutely. Would it be weird if they were still talking like a two-year-old 10 years later? Would it be weird if their thoughts or their maturity was still at the age of two? Absolutely. That would be very strange and unhealthy. 10 years later, there's an expectation of growth, not just physical growth, but mental, uh, mental growth, emotional growth. Uh, there's an there's expectation that they have grown and developed. It would be strange if they were still at the same spot that they were 10 years ago, right? Because healthy things grow. If you have a plant and you're watering it and getting in plenty of sunlight, it's going to grow. If you're like me, you're going to not water it and you're going to have to change plants every couple of months because if you don't pay attention to it, it won't grow. And so the reality is this, and here's what we want you to understand today, is that we want you to be healthy. Healthy physically, healthy emotionally, healthy mentally, healthy spiritually, healthy financially. We want you to be healthy. But you have to be intentional with who you put around you, and how you interact with them, and how you allow yourself to have conversations with them. And not just put the people around you that think exactly like you, and believe exactly like you, and have the same political views as exactly like you, and have the same thoughts on the mask exactly like you. That's not going to change you. All you've done is cloned yourself. And then now you've developed a little groupie that says, see, everybody believes what I believe. No. No, you need to put people in your life that think differently, that believe differently, that are going to ask you questions about your thoughts and your beliefs and your, and your, and your lifestyle. They're gonna ask you questions about um, your, the, 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 um, your faith and how, what your belief is about your faith. They, it's in, you, we need to be intentional towards that. We're not gonna be well-rounded if all we do is put clones around us, okay? So one thing I wanted to dive into right now is this. There is a thought process that you're better off being alone, that all you need is God. There is a thought process. You might have said it, or maybe it wasn't you, maybe you've heard it said, that I don't really need anyone. All I need is God and my puppy, or all I need is God and my walks on the beach, or all I need is God and the hikes I take in the mountains. Although those things are, are great I love puppies. We have one. She drives us crazy. Um, I love walks on the beach. I love, no, I don't really love taking hikes. I'm not, that's lying. I've seen pictures of people taking hikes and it looks pretty. Kudos to you. And I love the fact that you have a relationship with God and you do need that. And that's a reality. You do need a relationship with God, but it's not enough. Let me show you why. Genesis chapter 1. Verse 1 and 2, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was without shape and empty, and darkness was over the surface. The earth was basically formless and empty. And God looked at this and said, that's not right. I got to do something about that. I cannot have emptiness. I cannot have a formless space. I cannot have darkness being the focus. I can't have that. That's not right. I have to create life. So he created life, right? He created life. He separated the water and the the, the land. He created trees. He created light. He created a human. He created animals. And it was beautiful, Absolutely beautiful. The Bible says it was, it was the most beautiful thing you could ever imagine. Running streams and, and, and rivers that would run into the ocean, and beautiful grass and trees and flowers, and, and trees with fruit, and, and animals everywhere. Beautiful animals. And he created a human named Adam. And he looked at it, and man, he, he loved his creation. But there was still something missing there was still something missing. Even though the earth and what we call the garden looked beautiful, and even though there were animals everywhere, and and there was a human with life interacting with the animals and, and enjoying nature, there was still something missing. And here's what the scripture says in Genesis chapter two, verse 18, it says, he, Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. One more time, I want you to really pay attention to this. All right, I'm getting close to the end. I'll I'll, I'll give you the light at the end of a tunnel. This is what it says. It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a companion for him who corresponds to him. Now, was Adam enjoying nature? Absolutely. Was Adam enjoying his relationship with animals? Absolutely. Was Adam enjoying his relationship with God? Absolutely. Was it enough? According to God? No. God thought it was important enough that he needed another human in his life. He needed more humans in his life as companions. So here's what I want to share with you today. You may have one or two humans in your life, and you may have a great relationship with God, and you may be enjoying nature, but the reality is this, is that you were designed and wired to have people in your life. And here at South Hills, we're intentional about that. That's not just an accident. That's a lot of work, to be honest with you. And I I get it. It's easier not to have people in your life. People are difficult at times. I get it. Trust me on this. We can have coffee. I'll tell you all my stories about all the people in my life that drive me crazy. You'll want to hear those stories. But the reality is this. God knew that it was important for your health, your development of a mental health, your development of an emotional health, your development of a spiritual health, that you would not only just have God in your life and have nature in your life, but that you would have companions in your life. And here at South Hills, we call those growth groups. Why do we call them growth groups? Because they help you grow. What is a growth group? A growth group is a group of people coming together, intentionally, not by accident, coming together, and challenging one another to dig into God's word, interpret God's scripture, explain what it means to them, explain how it affects them, explain what it learns to them. And then you would, you would do the same, read God's word, share the scripture, share how it affects you, how it affects your personal journey, your, per, your personal life. And here's what happens. God knows this, that when you put yourself in a group of people that are challenging each other to dig into God's word, that are challenging each other to share how that scripture affects their life. It's going to help you grow. It's going to make you a healthier person. You'll be stronger because of that. So we didn't design this term growth groups because we thought it was a cool term. We designed it because we thought God wanted us to be in com- with companions. And so if you are not in a growth group, I really, 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 really can't emphasize this enough. Be a part of the weekend experience, yes. But be a part of a a growth group. We learn more in circles than we do in rows. As much as I love the weekend, when we come together on the weekend, and today at 1030, we'll be having that moment where we can come together on the weekend, but we're sitting in rows. We're sitting shoulder to shoulder, staring at the speaker. And that's great. And you're listening and you're learning and you're growing, Right? but you're gonna grow more in a circle than you are in a row. Because in a circle, you get to interact, you get to ask questions, you get to hear from various people. Your spiritual journey transforms drastically when you can come into a circle. So as I get ready to close, I wanna share one more scripture with you. And the scripture is this, Ephesians chapter 4, verse two and three, and it says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. And this is just God saying, listen, I know people are difficult, but I know that it's people in your life that's going to ultimately create the most transformation in your life. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Make an allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourself united in spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. South Hills, the takeaway today is in order for you to experience ultimate health in every aspect of your life, you're gonna need to get into a growth group and allow people to speak into your heart and allow people to speak into your life. Just like Adam, it wasn't good for him to be alone although he had beauty all around him and he had a great relationship with God, God knew it wasn't enough. And so today as we close, I'm gonna challenge you as we get ready to step into September, think about hosting a group, opening up your home. Three people, four people, six people, whatever the size of your home environment is that allows for you to come together think about opening up your home or think about stepping into a growth group. And you can do that online. You can go on to southhills.org, go to Costa Mesa campus. I want to join a growth group. It will transform your life. It's not just a good idea. It's a God idea. Let's pray.
0: Well, regardless of where you may be at in your faith journey, I believe that everyone has a next step that they can take. If you'd like more information about what it means to put your trust in Jesus, information about getting baptized or maybe even attending a Discover class to grow more in your faith, you can visit us online at southhills.org forward slash Costa Mesa and then scroll down to the next steps section. If you'd like more information about tithing or supporting South Hills financially, you can visit southhills.org forward slash giving. Thanks again for listening today, and I hope that I get to see you soon.